how can you deal with failure? Right. Like, how can you take failure in anything, call it baseball, and turn it into motivation, turn it into ultimately a success? How would you? Right? What would you do? Oh, man, I wouldn't forget it. Yeah. It it stays with you. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And so then when when you're in the gym the next time, is that, could you do one more set? Right. Could you do just maybe add five more pounds? Right. Could you, you know throw a little bit harder in your bullpen? Could you yep. throw a little bit further in your long toss? Could you, you know, there, there's there's different things. And the answer is typically yes, yeah. because you can push yourself a lot harder than your mind thinks you can. No doubt. Hey guys, this one's pretty cool. It's another show about another person that persevered, didn't give up, worked hard, and was super successful. Had on my good friend and real estate agent, Justin Haley. He's a former professional baseball player and a real estate agent down in Newburyport. Listen to Justin. You learn about being tough, fighting through failures, and winning in the end. Enjoy the show. All right, guys. Here we are on another episode of The Mic Drop with Justin Haley. How you doing, buddy? Uh, pretty good, man. Happy uh, to be here. Good, good, good. So Justin's got a very interesting story. Um, he's uh, He had a long career in baseball, right? He had a, a few years in the major leagues. Yep. Um, we'll talk about that. You actually have a World Series ring. I do. That's pretty sick. Yeah. Right? I don't have a World Not Series ring. Not on me, ring, but yeah. But in, in your possession. <laughs> right. I mean, I have this $8 rubber ring, so World Series ring is pretty sweet. Um, and now you're a real estate agent, and you're doing very well in, in real estate. Um, so just wanted to talk to, you know, have you kind of talk to everybody out there listening and get to know you better, sure. right? Because as you're growing your career in real estate, and, you know, I'm sure you'll apply a lot of the same principles and work ethic that, that you did in, in baseball, right? Yeah. And what I've seen from a lot of folks, because I know a handful of other real estate agents that were uh, previously professional athletes, believe it or not. Right, okay. And, uh, and it tends to be that if you, if you make it to the level where you're a professional athlete, you're pretty, you, you know, in, in most cases, you're a pretty hard worker. At least you're focused. Right. Yeah. Yeah, you're determined. You, yeah. You have your eye on something, you know what I mean, and, and, and you're really – Going for it. Or so, just don't take failure. Right. Which seems to be the name of, you know, both games. Baseball, real estate, it's kind of like push through failure, not even avoid it, just push through it. Yeah, because there's always failure. Right. Right? And if, if you don't fail at something, you're not trying. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You know what I mean? If you're not – and, and what did uh, – I mean, it's a I, – I love Arnold Schwarzenegger, right? I read his book and I think he's a real interesting guy. You know what I mean? You yeah. look at – all the shit that he went through to become a, you know, 10 time or something like that. I don't know. Um, you know, world champion bodybuilder to an actor, the governor of California. Right. Right. And what he always says is you can't be afraid to fail. You know what yeah. I mean? You got it in. That's why people don't try to do things. Right. They're afraid of that failure. Right. You know? Right. And there's a, there's everyday activities that like, I, you know, I'm still afraid to fail. It's like, I was just talking to, to Rocco earlier. It was like, yeah. I, you know, putting yourself out there on social media, like yeah. that's new to me. I'm afraid I'm going to fail, but you know, you you're make it a goal. Of, you're and afraid you're, of putting yourself on social media. Oh man. Yeah. That's, that's been my biggest, my biggest hitch. Is How come? A, a fear of failure, yeah. a fear of, I don't know, being judged, not, not being able to control it. Yep. Um, I think that's a big reason that I work so hard or I've worked so hard in the past is yeah. being able to cover every aspect and being able to sort of control outcomes. As yeah. much as possible, That's, right? Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, so I, I really don't have a ton of control in that realm, or I feel like I don't. And so that's that's been a little bit of a back-of-my-mind concern. Yeah. But I'm pushing through it. You know, right now I'm trying to just make that my goal for 23 and and see where it takes me. It's a good goal because that's where everything's going. The reason I was surprised when you when you first said that is, you know, you were going out at times in, in stadiums with how many people in yeah, no, I mean, you're, you know I mean? you're not wrong. Yeah, thrown in front of, you know, 20,000, 40,000. <laughs> right? It, it just feels different to me. Yeah. I don't know, you know, because I, I, I had put in the work. Right. I, I knew felt prepared. that, I, yeah, the, the hours that I had spent away from that crowd right. were preparing me for that crowd to where it was, I mean, I almost just turned my brain off and just did it. Right. That's yeah, that's a good point, right? It's all the hours before that when you're prepping, then you just go out and execute and you're just doing it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But with the social media thing, I think I think you'll you do great. You know what I mean? From you know meeting with you a handful of times and talking to you, you just got to do it. Go out, be yourself. Because in real estate, 
people people work with you because of you. Yeah. Right. Yeah. They don't work with you because you work for Fru Realty in Newburyport. Nope. Right. They work with you because they like you as a person. So that's why you just got to let people get to know you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Sometimes that's scary too, but yeah. <laughs> Letting people get to know you? Let them get to know as much as you want them to know. Exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then you, you, you open up to people as you get more comfortable with them. Yeah. You know, but I'll tell you, being in this business for over 20 years now, it's all a relationship business, right? Yeah. And I, you, I think I was saying this in the class of mine that you were in the other day. It's, it's a, it's a personal transaction. It's not a business transaction for the, for the consumer, yeah. for the homeowner, the buying or, or selling. You know, unless you're doing a, a commercial deal or something. But you know, we're primarily residential, so it's like you're working with somebody on a personal level. So they need to know you on a personal level, and the, you know, the more you can. You know, just kind of break down that barrier and make them feel comfortable, you know, then they'll work with you for life. No, you're absolutely right. Tell it's, all their friends and family. Yeah, and, and protecting their best interests, you know, taking each transaction to heart, that's that's a huge part from both of our sides. Very you know, much so. My, my side from getting to know these people, you know, very closely, showing them houses for anywhere from, you know, a month to a couple of years for yeah. some of my clients. Especially now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Where, where deals aren't coming together super fast. Yeah. You get close. You get to know their coffee orders really well. Right. You, you get to yeah. know their families a little bit in, yeah. in talkings. And uh, yeah, I mean, that's that's really a fun part of it, though. I, as you as you get into it, is that's what I'm starting to love, is getting to know yeah. these people, getting into their lives and their backstories and sort of the reason why they're doing what they're doing. And then I think they appreciate the reason why I'm doing what I'm doing. Absolutely. Yeah. And again, using my kind of my experience, what I've gone through, some of my best friends in the world now are people that I met through this business, whether they're some of them are real estate agents, mm -hmm. title people, mm -hmm. you know, uh, clients of mine, you know, people yeah. that are in my life are from this business because it's you build these relationships on a personal level. If you're doing it right. Right. Yeah. Perfect example. You mentioned Rocco, right? Yeah. Rocco and I work side by side, right? And that's because I started working with his mother close to, I don't know, probably close to 10 years ago now. Okay. Uh, she's a real estate agent in Wyndham, does a ton of business, right? So I started working with her. We built a, a relationship, you know, a working relationship that was good, but then we became genuinely good friends, right? Yeah. Then when Rocco was uh, his senior in college, or maybe his junior year, he was looking for an internship. So Shannon recommended he come to me. Smart. So we worked together. Now his now Shannon's daughters have babysit my babysat my boys. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like because so like that that happens in this business because it's genuinely about helping people. Yeah. You know what I, what I always say because when people say they want to get into the real estate business or the mortgage business so you can make good money and earn a living, I'm like, yeah, but that kind of has to be an afterthought. Oh, absolutely. You know? especially with with the ups it. and downs. You got you. You're gonna take hits everywhere, yeah. no matter what what side you're on, and if you're only in it for the money or or some some sort of outside reason, then you're gonna get out of it quick, just yeah. as quick as you got in. Absolutely, yeah. Because then you'll leave if you don't get the money. Yeah, right. It's not and about the money. I I feel like it's the same way in sport. Yeah, you know, you you get I I do a little bit of coaching with some kids and awesome. and you know I sort of taken it down a little bit as I've gotten more into my real estate and and uh, but you know I, I take on those kids that I know are gonna be invested in it that yeah. they that they're in it for the right reasons they're not just there because either mom and dad want a minute or right. they're not just there because you know it's they, they think it's cool right. they actually want to get better right. every single time that they're there and it pro they prove it by going to work on their own and improve their skills. And then when they come back to me, they, they know that we're going to climb that ladder together. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it's funny, right? Athletics, it, it's so it's almost transferable to everything. Yeah. You know what I mean? It, it's like a lot of the guys here, guys and girls um, that, that, that work here, I met because we worked out in a CrossFit gym together. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I saw their level of commitment. And same thing with these kids you're talking about, right? They'll be successful those types of, of, of people mm -hmm. in anything they do, much like you have been in baseball and in real estate, right? By being completely dedicated to doing something just because they love it. Yeah. 
you know, yeah. and then you grow and then you get the peripheral benefits that come along with that. Definitely. Let's talk about you and baseball and all that good stuff and where you grew up. Where are you from? Uh, I'm from California, a little, yep. little town outside of Sacramento. What town? Uh, grew up mostly in, in Fair Oaks. Okay. Yeah. Fair Oaks. And, and you live there until you're how old? Uh, well, gosh, I, I really didn't leave California until I, I went to college in California down at Fresno State. Yep. And then uh, didn't leave there until I was drafted by the Sox in 12. Wow. Yeah, really hadn't ventured out of the state much. Wow, that's cool, though. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So, so let's talk about baseball. When did you start? How old were you when you first started playing baseball? Oh, gosh. Uh, I mean, I was swinging a bat or, or throwing a ball since I knew how to pick it up. Really? Uh, yeah, my dad was a ball player. So he was a he was a big guy, yep. uh, you know, first baseman, big hitter, and I uh, played a little bit for the for the Dodgers organization. Oh, he did. Yeah, that's and, awesome. You know, played around in in some of that indie ball. Yep. Um, and then you know, raised my brother and I to to love the game and and do it the right way. Yeah. And uh, so yeah, we had we had a blast growing up. Both my brother's about two years younger than me, so all three of us just you know. Running around playing ball. Oh, that would basically have been so cool. Yeah. Was he still playing when when you were a little kid? Uh, up until I was about two. Okay, so yeah, not not that you remember. So it wasn't. Yeah, not like yeah, a, yeah. not like big memory, but right. Yeah, you hear stories. You know, yeah. you hear stories. You see, you have his baseball card. Oh, you know, awesome. that coming up is is pretty cool and, and motivating to yeah. a young kid. Yeah, my kid's never going to have my baseball card. <laughs> we'll make you one. <laughs> right? I'll see if somebody here can make me a couple of baseball cards for my kids. I'll, I'll make up a lie. Yeah. Um, that's cool, though. So I assume you started playing like any other kid. You T-ball when you were, what, four or five years old? Yep. And, yep. and did you just love it, love it from the very beginning just because you were in it with your dad and brother? And Oh, yeah. I mean, we yeah, yeah we enjoyed playing together. And, I mean, yeah. that was that was what we did in the backyard, in the front yard, where awesome. we were. We always close to a field so you go out and you know find a cage yep. or uh you know going up through high school same thing um you know i i took sort of a, a different route where i went to like a junior college yep. and sort of worked my way through and and then got to to fresno and then i was i was drafted my junior year and you know went out and played for the spinners a lot oh, of, in Lowell? a lot of local nice. teams yeah yep. yeah yep. it was spinners i mean god i I played through the uh, the entire organization for a couple of years. Yeah, yeah. Did, did you end up down in that uh, Cape Cod baseball league? Uh, I didn't end. Up, I didn't play in Cape Cod. No, no I played in. Uh, they have a similar league in Alaska. Really? Yeah. So got to play in that for summer. You must have. I mean, seen the whole country playing. You know, through minor league ball. Yeah, yeah definitely. That's I cool. Mean, yeah, so, each league. Let me ask you. Let's take it back a little bit earlier than that, right? You're obviously a, you're a big kid. Um, what are you about six five, six six? Yeah, six five. All right. Um, when you, because I remember when I was when I was growing up, right? There were the few kids that were significantly bigger than everybody else. That would be like smoking people, whether you're playing baseball, football, hockey, anything, right? Did sure. did it take? Were you, were you this big when you were young, or did you grow late? Did you dominate like in middle school? What you did know, it look I, like? I don't feel like I did. No? I, I don't know. You, you ask other people, maybe around town, they might say different, but yeah, I don't feel like I was the the biggest. There were there were definitely kids bigger than me. We. Yeah. It was it was kind of weird. We had a lot of kids that uh, I went to high school with that actually ended up getting drafted. Really? Through yeah, after after college and whatnot. So it was pretty uh, pretty cool to be around. A good environment yeah, for baseball cool. and uh, pretty uh, you know an anomaly. You don't you don't see it often. No. But I guess you know people say California. We we do play year round. Yeah, so it's California, a little, Florida, little right? Yeah. Big baseball places. Yeah, but uh, so we yeah we had a big baseball environment. Um, I don't feel like I was the biggest one. Yeah. You know, we were all pretty evenly matched out there. And, uh, but I definitely saw that work ethic was what was going to separate me. Right. And I kind of needed that. You know, I, I was a, a little bit skinnier, although I was tall. I was like a yep. skinny kid. And, uh, you know, having to outwork people is, is something that I figured out, especially in, in like my last years of high school, junior college, was uh, that was the only thing that was going to, you know, separate me from everybody who was, you know, big or right on the cusp. And that's sort of what I've carried, I carried out through my entire career. Yeah. Talk about controllable. Yeah. Right. I, um, I remember I was, I was just talking to my wife, or I think it was my wife recently about this. I was never a great athlete when I was a kid. Right. I played baseball, played some hockey, played this, played, but like, I was never great. I was like, whatever, average to 
below average, right? Sure. And uh, <laughs> so when I first got like my first job, right, I was probably like 12, right? Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, this, I remember I was washing dishes at a breakfast restaurant in town, right? And, or, well, I had other jobs before that, like raking leaves and like doing things okay. like that, right? Yeah, yeah. And I always, I always enjoyed that I could control the result of that. Right. Just by outworking people. Yeah. Right. And any any job I ever had from there, I would just go in and hustle and put in the work, like you're saying, work, success, work, success. And that I always just thrived at that because I can just outwork people. Yeah. Right. And I think it's it's interesting when, you know, someone like yourself that made it to the major league says the exact same thing. Yeah. You look at like when they when Larry Bird talks about when they talk about, you know, Bird back in the day. Shooting like a thousand free throws a day. Yeah, just living, living in the gym. Right, that's it. Yeah, you know, all the time. And I mean, it's such an easy thing to say, like you know, just outwork people, just outwork people. You'll be there. You yeah. Know? But then people do. You start to realize that that's it's not as easy done as it is said. Right. No, you a lot have of times to, you don't see the results right away. Well, exactly. You have to stay with the process day in and day out, day in and day out. Yep. And you know, it's it's like. I guess that's the reason uh, a lot of people, like when I was getting into real estate and, and deciding after the, the career change mm-hmm. and the shift, um, you know, everybody told me, oh, well, you know, it's expect to be, you know, two, two years out before you really see any success. It, you know, you gotta, it's a grind and that's the reason people fall out of it, you know? So, yeah. And that didn't scare me because no. I knew that as long as I just put a good process in place and I just stayed with that one day at a time, yep. you know, and stayed with that that mental approach, really, mm-hmm. kind of the, the same one that I had in baseball. Right. It's just one day at a time, do what I can control, yep. and and let the, the rest figure itself out. And and that's, you know, they all they all build up together, and, and as you get a couple years down the road, you do see a lot of success. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, I, I always put it in, in like, activity, activity-based Right. Mm-hmm. So whether you're talking real estate or baseball, right? Mm-hmm. Say it's you know, say when you, you you were playing baseball, if you're if you're trying to improve your hitting, you go in the cage. You take a thousand swings a day, yeah, or whatever the number. You know what I mean? At um, least. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. You're gonna get better, but you have to do it every single day. Yeah. You know what I mean? Let's talk about that, right? So I, I want to talk a little bit more about as 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 you were advancing in baseball, right? Because that's something that I think people need to to hear about. Another story of somebody who kept putting in the work, kept dealing with failure and obstacles and came out a winner at the end because they stuck with it. And yeah. that's what I love about all these motivational things you read out there and you read books on professional athletes and business people. It's all the same fucking thing. Mm-hmm. It really is. The hard work, dedication, commitment, not quitting, getting yeah. up every day and doing it. Yeah. You know. So was your goal from the time you were little to make it to the major leagues, was that a goal of yours? Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I was definitely the kid that used to get laughed at by teachers because I would awesome. say, you know, what do you want to be when you grow up? Well, I want I want to be a baseball player. Yeah. Like, no, really. What do you really want to be when you grow up? Yeah. <laughs> no, that's 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 what I want to be, and that that was my goal. Was yeah. Yeah, I want to I want to be a baseball player. Like awesome. I didn't really know what that meant until I got older. Right. But it's what I wanted to be. Yeah. That's and you did. Yeah. You did it, and 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 I I love that because you look at it right, and it's like, how many people play in the major leagues every single year? Maybe seven fifty. Is that what it is? I think that's the I was exact like, five, number. Six, seven hundred. I don't know. Seven fifty. Yeah. yeah. So there's seven hundred and fifty people. Yeah. Out of I don't know. Let's say seven billion people on the planet. Something like that. Right. Three hundred and fifty million in the United States, and seven hundred and fifty of them make it to, to that level. Right. That's hard. That is not easy to do. No. No, right? it's not. Yeah. So so throughout high school, were you looked at as you know a, a prospect at that point? To, to to get drafted or what did that look like? I would no, I no. wouldn't say I was. Like I said, we had some studs on my baseball yeah. team in high school, and I was bottom tier. Really, I was not the best on my high school team. I was, I was not the scouts. Didn't come to see me. They saw me because they were there to see other people. That's crazy. And you know that that sort of, I I got the kick in the butt a little bit. A little bit later in life. Yeah. Luckily, I was blessed enough genetically, sure. and I really put in the work. Yep. And and just made sure to to grind and did it at the right time. Incredible. You know, not too late. 
Right. But uh, but yeah, I was I was a little bit later, and and uh, that's kind of the reason I went to junior college and you realized prepared. Yeah, realized yeah. hey, I I really got to step up. I've been working hard, but I got to work harder. So you you were saying at the end of your high school career that you, you hadn't done enough to make it yet. Yeah. Right. So you went to junior. What did you say for one year or was it two? I went for one year. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I ended up. Uh, it, it's not typical, but um, I. I guess I either worked that hard or, yep. you know, I just, I got lucky and ended up getting a scholarship after that one year. Yeah, you I probably got, didn't get lucky. Right. Yeah, no, you know? I, I, I did. I, I will say that I, I worked my butt off right. for that. I'm sure you did. For That's that not one luck. year. Yeah. That's not luck. That you was a I lot mean? of, you know, nobody knew where I was because I cut, you know, conversations with everybody. I was just working. That was and the only you were thing. 18. I was or yeah. nineteen or whatever, yeah. you know, whatever whatever your age is at that point. Seventeen, right? Yeah. Seventeen, yeah. Seventeen years old. My son's seventeen years old. He's not doing that. <laughs> <laughs> Michael, yeah. listen to Justin. Right. Um, you know what I mean? Um, so, so you put in the work in, in junior, and then you went. You got went, went to Fresno State. Mm-hmm. How, how did it look when you when you got on the team there? Oh man, that that was a talented team. Yeah, they're too. usually pretty good, right? Yeah, they, and they were coming off of you know they had won the the college world series in two thousand nine. I got there in two thousand ten. Yep. So yeah, they were they were coming off some some studs and riding a high and uh, yeah, really good coaching staff. Yep. And you know we had the things in place to make us successful, we just had to buy into the program. Right. You know, the program was already there. Um, and that's not an easy thing to do, but it's, you know, it's easier than having to do it by yourself. Absolutely. You know? So we, we, we bought into the program, we stayed motivated, you know, and, and dedicated. And, uh, you know, that, that ended up working out for us too. For how, how'd your teams personally. do in, in the three years you were there? We did well. We won our, we won our league every year. Yep. Um, you know, we were in a strong conference, but, but we we battled it out and and won that every year. We went to regionals every year. Uh, ran up against some really good teams and didn't have our best days and went home early. Right. right. Yeah. So that yeah, was I mean, that was tough. Sometimes that that you almost have more respect for some of the guys that that are in that situation. Like when you look at like teams like you know I'm just gonna pick some team that was like terrible forever. You look at like the Detroit Lions. Sure. Right. And they get up and they get suited up for practice and they show up every week and go like year after year after year, like winning no games. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, I mean, the Milwaukee Brewers did that for like 20 years. You know, it's like there's different teams out there that it's like you got to respect those guys, too, that, you know, get, you know, get it handed to them and, and, you know, you go home and you get back up the next day and you keep on working. Yeah. I mean, that's that's what we did. You know, that can mentally crush you. Oh, it definitely does. Yeah. I mean, every every. But that's. That's sort of the thing, right? How can you deal with failure? Right. Like, how can you take failure in anything, call it baseball, yeah. and turn it into motivation, turn it into ultimately a success? How would you? Right? What would you do? Oh, man, I wouldn't forget it. Yeah. It, it stays with you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And so then when you're, when you're in the gym the next time, is that could you do one more set? Right. Could you do just maybe add five more pounds? Right. Could you, you know, throw a little bit harder in your bullpen? Could you yep. throw a little bit further in your long toss? Could you, you know, there, there's there's different things, and the answer is typically yes. Yeah. Because you can push yourself a lot harder than your mind thinks you can. No doubt. You know, and and I think that translates to just about everything as well. Is you can do a lot more than what you're limiting yourself to. Even if you don't think you're limiting yourself, oh, you're always limiting yourself. The, the, the mind is what limits you, not right? your body. Yeah, you know, you can always do a little bit more. Yeah, you can always get a little bit, a little some, bit better. Some quote I read years ago. I wish I could remember what it was. It said like maybe it was Einstein. Um, you know, if we if we did what we were actually capable of, you know, if we did we were actual what ourselves were actually capable of, we would literally astound ourselves. Like it would yeah. be absolutely incredible yeah. what we're capable of. But our br- our brains tell us we can't do it. Yeah, right. You know? With just anything, letting your just letting Discipline. yourself be how amazing you are. Right. right. You know, you hold yourself back. That's it. You know, like even you're talking about your social media, right? You can talk well, you can speak well. You know what I mean? You're a handsome guy. It's like you should be all over social media. You know what I mean? Hey, we'll see. You know, absolutely right, Ed, handsome guy over here. <laughs> um, no, seriously. You know, I, like as we're talking, I, I was thinking about. 
things that you could do on social media, right? You should you should take advantage of of your baseball career. You worked really hard to have that. Yeah. You know what I mean? I did. Like that wasn't something that that comes to most people. So you should incorporate it all. You know what I mean? You were saying when we were walking out, you were joking, saying you were the the tallest realtor in Newburyport, right? Yeah, right, yeah. right. Yeah, I, I think some videos are coming on that. Yeah, we'll see. Should. We'll put it together. You know? Yeah. And, and, and use it because you worked really hard to to have, you know, that that under your belt that you made it to the major leagues, you know? Yeah. Um, so you finished in college. You were not finished in college because you were a junior when you yep. got drafted, right? Yeah, I was. Yeah. And did you go? You went right then? I went right out of, yeah, my junior year. Yep. Yeah, it was good opportunity. You know, I was a pretty high pick. So. Yep. Yeah, what, what pick were you? Uh, I win the sixth round, so it's pretty good. Six out of forty. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. And was that to the Sox originally? Yeah, 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 it was. Because you went to Minnesota at one point, right? I did. That was a, that was a secondary draft. It's called the Rule Five. Okay, and what's yeah, that? All, all your all your listeners can sort of go research and Google that. Yeah, because <laughs> I will. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's a, it's a secondary draft that happens at the winter meetings at the last day. Okay, uh, it basically means any player that's not protected. Um, on the 40-man roster of that team after having played five seasons okay. is eligible to be drafted by all the other teams in the league. Gotcha, gotcha. Because you were drafted by the Sox in, what do you say, 12? In 12, yeah. In 12, and you were with the organization up until, until then, 17. 17. Yeah. And then you went back when they won in 18, right? In 18, yeah, right, right. That's pretty cool. Yeah. But even, so you were you were in the minor leagues for five or six years, right? Uh, five years, yeah. Five years. Yeah. And even even that alone, right? That's another example of really working hard to try to make it to that next level. Yeah. Right. So all the way through up at this point, you're probably what, twenty two, twenty three years old when you first go. Yep. And then four, five, six, seven, you're still pushing, pushing, pushing to try to get to that that next level. Yeah. How was how was all that like mentally going through the minor leagues all those years? Oh, or was man. it just did you just love it? Were you like, wait, I'm I'm here, I love it? Or There's... were you still, you know, Kind of, I got to get to the next level. Oh, well, absolutely. Though that's that's the goal, right? The right. goal isn't to isn't to make it or be drafted, right? You know, make it to the minor leagues. The goal is to be in the major leagues, and then beyond that is to succeed to the highest level in the major leagues, yeah. right? To have 10, 15 year career in the major leagues. Um, obviously, I didn't reach that one, but it's yep. you know, it's it's the little goals that you set all the way along the way. Sure. Um, I loved it. I loved the minor leagues, and I hated it. Yeah. Also hated at the same time. It just, well, you make it hard on yourself. The system makes it hard on you. Yeah. It's it's a grind. I mean, you're playing a hundred and I think in the minors we played 142 games. It's a lot of games in in the year. Yeah, you know, you you take off a day or two here yeah. or there, maybe one or two a month. Yeah, uh, and usually those are for the 14 hour bus trips. That you take, so it's you know it's it's right. grueling on the body, it's yeah. grueling on the mind because you're literally at the field every single day from, I don't know, call it eleven o'clock on a night game, and then you don't get out until probably eleven p.m. or so. Right. Um, so yeah, you're you're there, you know, you're hopefully you got good guys around you because they're your family, right? You know, you're you're with them more than you you see anybody else, and uh, yeah, that's something that people don't think about. Yeah, I mean, especially when you when you're when you're trying in the probably the minor leagues of anything, right? It's yeah. like when you're trying to make to that next level. That's when you get a real, you know, a lot of hard work. You don't have family around you. You're kind of like out there alone, you know. Yeah. And that's it's a long season. It's a yeah, it's a very yeah. long season, and you know, as like I said, as long as you have good people around you, which I did, I was yeah. very blessed with having great teammates, great coaches. Uh, you know, we all had our ups and downs, but we we really pushed through together. As far as you know, the grind that yeah. is the minor leagues. Any good stories from those days? Anything? Oh man, that that come right to mind. Yeah. Jeez, I I need to uh, I needed to give that another another second's thought. Right. That'll be the second episode. Yeah. <laughs> have me back. I'll have <laughs> yeah, some more back. stories. <laughs> yeah, for, for for the stories. Um, well, that's unbelievable. So you, so you 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 made it to the Twins in seventeen, right? Mm-hmm. On the team. Yeah, yeah, right? I made it out of spring training. That was. It's another part of the rule where uh, when you're taken in the Rule 5 draft, you have to make the 25-man roster yep. out of spring training. And, uh, yeah, that was, I, I was blessed enough to, to make the team, you know, towards the end of spring training. They let me know. And, yep. and yeah, that was very, very exciting. 
That's incredible. I meant to uh, talk to you about your wife, too. You met your wife when you were in Boston those years, right? Yeah, I met my wife, actually, when I was in Lowell. Okay. Uh, yeah, playing playing for the Spinners, and, you know, we we did the dating thing yep. for a long time, and actually, we were married just before... We got married in 2016. Okay. Um, just before I was taken in the Rule Five draft, yeah. so you know, I, I, I say she's my good luck charm because it was like yeah. the end of that month that I got taken in the Rule Five right yeah. after I married her. So, <laughs> yeah. so, so it's all, it's all up to her. She did it. Yep. Yeah, that was it. Right? Yeah, that so you was didn't it. do anything. No, not me. Wow, that that's awesome. So you got married in what? What? 16? You said mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. 17 to get drafted. Yep. And so did you guys move out to Minnesota at that yeah. time? Yeah. Yeah. Just up and. Sh- Oh yeah! How quickly does every, that every single every single year? I mean, so right. it's I I it's funny. I say I I never lived in one place for longer than a week from basically 2012 until I retired. That's crazy. you know it's it's that's kind of the way yeah. that it goes. Um, yeah, we you move out for spring training in Florida, yep. and then you fly or drive to whatever city that you're stationed in. Yeah, quote unquote, and. Uh, and you know, play through the season. But yeah, we went out to Minnesota in seventeen, and gorgeous city. I yeah. mean, the Twin Cities was, was phenomenal. Been. It's yeah. it's not something that I had expected. Right. Um. Yeah, we really loved it, and the the team, the organization, everybody was fantastic. It was a really cool experience that I'm really happy I got to share with my wife. Yeah. Yeah. She was able to be there with me. That's awesome. How long were you out in Minnesota for before you ended up coming back so to Boston? I was into, I ended up being with them till about July. I ended up getting hurt okay. and uh, and then went through sort of a rehab process and just the way it was, like they they ended up being able to fill my spot. And so I couldn't go to the minor leagues because gotcha. of the ruling. And so they sent me back to the Red Sox. Oh, they, they so that's the way that works? It was part of the rules. They then send you back? Yep. Well, we got lucky here, right? Yeah. <laughs> Why something? Yeah, we got, we got your back. <laughs> um, so you came back in July, or was it at the I end came, of the next, at the beginning of the next season? Well, I came back for like August, and yep. the season's basically over in right. August. So, right. Yeah. Did was, you play at all that season? Uh, I think I played one or two games. Yeah. 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 But eighteen was your full year with the Sox. Eighteen right? was my full year with uh, yeah, back with Boston. Good year. Right, yeah, to be back yeah, with well, the Sox. It, yeah, it ended up being a great year. Everything yeah. came together. Yeah. yeah, that must have been pretty awesome. It was. That was. That was a lot of fun. Yeah. You know, good clubhouse, good team, good chemistry all around from day one of spring training. Yeah. That was, it was a lot of fun. Who were some of your favorite guys on the team? Oh, uh, Well, I mean, like, all the like way through. Like, you had a good like, time with. I'm sure everybody was, but like, yeah. you know? Oh, God. I mean, so we were we were connected Mookie and I came up together, yep. so you know we were we were close. Um, and then I had guys sure, like he was down a little Walden, while, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. He was he's he's funny man. He just he was such a grinder too. Yeah, and just like clicked one day, That's and incredible. he just never let it go. No, no, he's been pretty pretty awesome. Yeah, phenomenal, phenomenal yeah. player, phenomenal guy. Like yeah. just just good things that he's doing. Yeah, um, but no, I mean we there were a lot of guys like uh, Brazier. Yep. Good guy. Um, you know, Walden was another guy that we were close. Yep. Um, and then there's a bunch of other guys that, you know, we come through the minor leagues and we're we're all just the the no names. Yeah, it's going to be pretty <laughs> cool, though. You know what I mean? Like, you guys work so hard to get there. Yep. And, you know, it's like you you were in the major leagues for a couple of years, but you got to be on a, on a team. How many wins did that team have that year? 118. Yeah, yeah. Like that's, that's fucking incredible. Yeah. You know what I mean? Be, be part of something special like that you know what i mean like that's something you'll have for the rest of your life to tell your kids grandkids you know what i mean like just a memory that you get to have right and really the 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 reward there is all the you know that the 20 i don't know how old you are 27 years of 26 years of hard work leading up to that yeah you know what i mean yeah it's pretty awesome yeah you know good for you dude that's that's incredible no i appreciate that yeah um so you end up winning the world series um, get a World Series ring under your belt, and was it right after that season that you ended up retiring? Uh, no, it was actually after that season. I ended up going to play in Korea. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Okay, so you went to Korea. I did. I I took it international. How long were you in Korea for? For a year. For a year. Yeah, one season. Okay. How was yeah. that? That must have been cool. Yeah, that was an experience, man. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. Great people. Great environment. Um. Good food. Yeah. I mean, yeah, the whole the whole experience was really cool. So uh, you and your wife just went to Korea. Me and my wife just went to Korea. <laughs> yeah. That was that was another interesting story. I mean, you know, my 
my daughter, my wife was pregnant yep. with my daughter, and uh, she ended up being born the 15th of January, and I had to fly out the 1st of February. So, you know, I basically got two weeks <laughs> right. with her. And then, you know, so I was off on my own for, you know, the spring training and everything in Japan. And then, you know, we went over to Korea. And then my wife and daughter ended up flying out yeah. to be with me when she was about three months old. Crazy. Yeah. Yeah. For Crazy. a short time, my, my daughter had lived in Korea longer than she had lived in the States. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Awesome life experiences, though. Yeah. I mean, yeah. all that that you get to, you know, all that you know, wealth of knowledge and experience and all those cool things you did. That's, that's great. Oh yeah. So how did, how did that season go? How did that come to an end? Why didn't you stay there? Yeah. I mean, it, it went good. Um, again, it was kind of injury Yeah. and, and just, uh, they are very strict on if you're not, if you can't play right now, then we can't use you. That's it. And so, you know, they'll, they'll find somebody else. Right. And that's what they did, and you know, can't blame them for it. Wish I could have stayed healthier, but right. uh, you know, that's that's what it ended up being. Right, ended up coming back, and and then uh, right after that was the COVID season. Yeah, and I just didn't get my act together for that. Yeah, and you know, there was no minor league season, so it was all kind of wonky, right. unsure times. And yep, um, you know, luckily I I had already had my real estate license at that point and started working in that realm and and sort of moving my energy yeah. into that space. You know, so when did you get your real estate license? When when along the journey did you say, "Hey, I might as well get my real estate license between games?" Yeah, well, yeah, no, it was it was it was the off season in 19, yeah. honestly, like yeah. right before I went to Korea. Sure. I was like, I you know what? I'm going to get my real estate license cuz it seems like fun. I've I know a lot of people in that realm yeah. and you know it's it's a it's a really interesting space to me. You know, like real estate itself yeah. is really interesting to me. Um and then sort of getting my license just seemed like like the best option yeah. to to meet new people, be in a new world of of experiences and um I mean, God, I, I say, like, when I started, I say I had lived in so many houses. Like, why wouldn't I be good at selling real estate? Right, right. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's a good point. Yeah. You know, you've yeah. been all over the place. You, you you know what people might want, you know? Yep. Every state, every style. It's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. So so how did you end up in Newburyport, right? So you're, you're, you're in California. You're bouncing all over the world. You're in Korea. Yeah. Do you live, where do you live now? In Newburyport. Oh, so you live in Newburyport. Yeah. You work in Newburyport. Why Newburyport? I mean, why not? I know You've I love been Newburyport. To Newburyport. I, as I was saying that, I'm like, yeah. I would live in Newburyport. I love <laughs> like, Newburyport. Yeah. What a next question, please. Yeah, you know, it's like, awesome. Yeah. No, it's. I mean, it's gorgeous. Yeah. It, you know, the, you just you can't beat being that close to the beach no, and the great. ocean and the vibe that's in Newburyport is perfect. Yeah. Real I mean, cool downtown. Good yeah. Restaurants. Fantastic. Great people. That you know, it's a good sense of community and yep. it's still like a a bigger city. I mean, yeah. we're. You know, we enjoy a lot of the tourism, and and we got concerts downtown. We got just year round. Really, there's there's amazing fun things to do. And after getting involved in the community now, is especially through my kids, right? You know, just falling more in love with it every year. It's, yeah. it's the best place to be. Yeah, well, that's what that's what happens with the kids. How many kids do you have now? Two, two. So your daughter's what six then? Four. Oh, okay. I'm yeah. Math. I'm not very good at math. That's all right. <laughs> Just kidding. I should be. Um, so your daughter's four, and do you have another girl or another son? Son. son? Yeah, my son's almost two. He's almost two. Yeah. All right. Um, are you working on grooming him to be a professional baseball player as well? Oh, man, he's going to surpass me by the time he's four. I'm, I'm sure of it. I, I can't. Like, he's already picking up the bat, picking up the racket. Anything really? he can anything? swing, anything he can throw or kick. It's just awesome. Kids, kids a nut. Isn't it so much fun having kids? Oh, man. Yeah. They'll, they'll That's when life gets real. Yeah. You know what I mean? Seriously, it's like, this is what's fun. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like, that's what it's all about. It also gives you a different sense of, uh, for me anyway, you know what I mean? Everyone's different, but different sense of purpose. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, why you get up every day, why you want to go, go go work so hard. Yeah. You know what I mean? Provide for your family, try to give these kids a great life, and just the enjoyment you have with them. Mm -hmm. You know, you'll see as your kids start to get a little bit older. Like, my, my sons are 17, 11, and 10 now. Oh. And we do so much fun shit together. Like yesterday, me and me and my wife and the two younger ones were skiing. All we 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 skied from nine o'clock in the morning to four o'clock in the afternoon. 
and we just had so much fun doing it, right? Yeah. So it's like the more that you do with them and the experiences you get to have with them as they get older, it's just awesome. Yeah. You know? So no, I'm definitely the, looking forward to that. Yeah. Right. It's great. Oh, what I was going to say, I kind of went off. I do that. Um, <laughs> as your kids get older, that's when you end up getting even more and more entrenched in the in the community aspect of the town. Yeah. You yeah. Know, with, with your schools and you know, sports and activities and all that stuff. Yeah. Um, and that's when you really get to really, for me anyway, get to become more like a part of the community. Mm-hmm. So you'll, you'll see that as you, as you, as you, as the kids get older and it's a lot of fun. No, I like that. And I, I like what you said too, where it's like, it becomes your, your motivation. Right. Yeah. And it, I feel like the work ethic always stays, but your motivations shift and change. Absolutely. Right. Like, you know, you, you do something for yourself for a while and then you meet somebody and you start doing yep. it for us and mm-hmm. then you have bringing these kids into the world and right. now you have some whole new motivation right like i my kids will never get to play, see me play baseball at the level that i i wish they could have right. right but they'll be able to see in me the work ethic yep in whatever i'm doing so i i got to make sure that my work ethic is above and beyond where it was before they were here, just so they have that model to yep. follow, right? And that's that's my new motivation is like, I got to work harder so that they know how to work. Yeah, always be a, a role model for yeah. them. I'm sure the way your, your dad was for you. Absolutely. You yeah. know? And, Whole and, reason. And then it, it gives us that, it's like, this is why I'm here, yep. right? Because I'm responsible for other human beings. Sometimes that still kind of like blows my mind as you think about it. My son's 17 years old and my little guys are 11, 10. I'm like, Wow, I'm like responsible for these people. Yeah, (laughs) obviously you've done a good job so far, right? Yeah, they're doing pretty good. They're doing pretty good. But it's always like I remember when my uh, actually when each one of them was born. And tell me if you had this feeling, right? Like you're holding this brand new baby that weighs like seven or eight pounds, whatever, you know. Mm -hmm. And you're like, wow. All right, I am. I I now have to make sure that you're all right every day for the rest of your life. Yeah. Now what? You know what I mean? It's like, all right, I'll take that challenge on any day. Yep. You know, it's, it's great. So let's talk about real estate, right? So uh, you transitioned into real estate in, in around 2020 full-time, yep, right? Yeah, full-time, um, yeah. How'd you end up with Fru? I just met with Kevin. Honestly, yeah. he was top sales in our area for a long time. Yeah. We had been seeing his signs forever. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, why not go to the the top dog? Agreed. Uh, so went and just talked with him, had some lunch, and, you know, his whole demeanor was just so not what I had expected. Yeah. And I said to myself, like, this is the this is the kind of person that I want to be mentored by. This yeah. is the kind of person I want to learn from because their their whole approach is not what I expected. New to me. Mm-hmm. Right. Where he's just he's so laid back. He's very forward with his information. Mm-hmm. Just, just forthcoming with everything that he has, right? He's gonna give it to you and it's gonna be blunt and it's going to be straightforward. Yep. There's no fluff to it. And and I really I I appreciate that. Yeah, me too. You know, because I I've never been one to to beat around the bush and and tell you something, you know, that I might not know is true to your face. Yeah, what's and the point of doing that? Yeah, why yeah. I, it just it doesn't make any sense to me. So when the the way that he came about it and I just said, you know, this this is a good fit. Yeah. Let's let's do it, you know, and and he was good enough to take me on and and sort of uh mentor me and and sort of teach me the ropes and the way that he'd done it and he had had a really cool experience and and sort of in getting into real estate and he's done sort of every element of like rehabbing houses and yep. flipping and you know and then you know selling obviously he he does great volume each year and so that's somebody that I want to follow in in my own business. Absolutely, and th- and those are the people that you want to link up with, right? Yeah. Where, where he actually has that that knowledge of doing a, a little bit of all of it himself. Yeah. You know, all the other agents I know that do you know do big business, it's because they've bought and sold and flipped and invested and done. So they have they can offer their clients actually that expertise. Right. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's, it's good that you're you're with somebody that can give you that knowledge you can pass on to your clients. Yeah, you know? exactly. So have the first, how have the first few years been for you? They've been good. I mean, yeah. you know, it's like like everything else, had to start off slow. Yeah. Had to had to stay true to the process. Um, but having a good mentor in place and having a, a good group around me, like it's, I, it just seems to be a theme in my life is like having really good people around me that are motivating me and pushing me and, you know, picking me up when I fall down. is. Yep. 
is has been really crucial and and a huge part of my success. I'm calling bullshit for a second. Go ahead. It's probably because of what you put out into the universe. You know what I mean? I mean, you're saying you've been lucky and having good people around you, right? That doesn't happen for for no reason. Yeah. You know, it's like the uh, I'm big into that book, The Secret. Right. Sure. Have you ever read that book? Yeah. Um, so I've read it probably ten times over the years. I like it as just a a good reminder of what to put out there, right? Yeah. So it's like the the positive energy that you're putting out is going to come back to you tenfold, right? It's probably because you're treating people around you well. You're helping them when they're down, so yeah. then it comes right back around, right? Yeah. No, so, that's, that's true. Yeah, you gotta you gotta look at yourself once in a while. No, honestly, right? You, you seem like a very humble guy, you know. And sometimes people do that almost to a fault when you should say, you know what, you know, I've I've gotten to this spot because of all the work that I that I put in, and I'm going to continue doing it. But I'm going to continue helping people by helping people. It comes full circle. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so you know, kudos to you for putting yourselves in those situations to be successful. And I don't mean successful just, you know, in like financially or whatever. I mean like yep. successful in life, happiness, doing well, succeeding at something. Exactly. You know, so, you know, I've met, you know, I, a bunch of the other agents in your awesome uh, in your office, and they're all awesome people. They were super nice. Oh, yeah. I went down there with Mackenzie to teach a class and very yeah. welcoming, very kind, very open. So uh, you, you're with a good group. Um, what are your goals in real estate? What do you want to do? Oh man, I, every single time, every single time the year turns around, yeah. right? We we sort of get this these goals in place. We mm -hmm. try to come up with something new, something spectacular, and I think that's when I get into it, the real estate side. It's always been a little bit tougher for me because, like I said, I'm I've been such a process oriented yeah. person. It's stay in stay in my yeah. one day at a time. Stay at doing my little things right. Um, so, you know, I, my biggest goals right now are, are stay in helping that one person a day, helping okay. one person, you know, finding one person that I can help per day, right? And just, just making them a priority and making sure that they're comfortable, making sure that they're, you know, helped in their decisions yep. in whatever way that I can, either it's myself or finding them some sort of expert, um, but yeah, it's it's for me. It's the little things as opposed to like big goals. I don't. Well, no, no, that's. I don't even know how to get to a big goal. Well, that's okay, and <laughs> yeah, but I, you know, especially for someone like you who had been kind of pushing your whole life to, you know, achieve you know the next thing or you know kind of mm -hmm. growth, right? That's why I asked that question, and that's probably the best answer I've ever heard somebody ever give when you ask what their goal is to to help somebody or do one nice thing for somebody every single day. I mean. I think that's an incredible goal, to be perfectly honest with you. Um, I think that's the best answer I've ever heard anybody say when you ask about, when we talk about goals. Because some people will throw out some bullshit number of what they want to do and, you know, closed sale volume there. That wasn't really what I meant. You know what I mean? <laughs> cool, yeah. I, I meant, like, in right. real estate or life, like, what do you, what do you, where do you want to go with it? You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think the best place to start is to have an activity that you can be accountable to doing every single day. Yep. And that's exactly what that is. What you can control. Right? What you can control. Yep. And again, you've said the process probably five or six times as we've been talking, and that's your process. Yeah. Right? And that's part of your process and your daily activity that will then yield results in the end. Right. You know? Right. I think you're going to absolutely kill it. I think you just need to, you know, continue doing what you're doing. You know, let people know who you are. Right? Yeah. Get yeah. out there more. Let them in. Get on. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Get uncomfortable. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You know, like I, 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 I've talked to people before about doing more on social media. I want to do more on social media. Um, people say I don't look, I don't like what I look like or I sound like or this, that, or the other thing. Well, it is what you look like. It is what you sound like. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. You know what I yeah, mean? You're not wrong. Yeah. The, these these recording devices and these cameras don't change what you look like <laughs> and what you sound like. <laughs> no, they, really? They, that's no, not what you told no, me. They capture it perfectly. <laughs> that's exactly it. Right. So yeah. you just got to get more people to know who you are, right? Yeah. And the more you do, you know, you, you know, you're a super nice guy. You know what I mean? People would like to work with you. And you said something in the class the other day that I'd, I'd like it if you could could talk to that a little bit because, um, I it, again, it was something unique that nobody's ever said, right? Mm -hmm. So we were talking about creating a mission statement for, your, for yourself and kind of like what your values are and how you want to be known. And I said, all right, everybody make a list of five or six words. Um, and then we'll kind of go from there with that. What was the word that you said? 
Yeah, well, uh, I think the the big one was like uh, safety, right? Yeah. Like I want to make people feel safer or comfortable in their decisions, mm-hmm. and especially where they ultimately choose to to buy or live, right? Yeah. Like in in regards to real estate, is yeah, making them feel safe in their decisions. And how will you how will you help to make them feel safe in their decisions? I, I mean, and I we talked about this in the class, right? It's yeah. helping guide them through the whole process. Yeah. It's it's from the beginning, making sure that they have all the information that they need, making sure that they're not overlooking any decisions or, or steps, mm-hmm. and making sure that they are the most informed they can be to to ultimately make the the right decision for them. Right. And and then yeah, I think that really helps in the whole feeling safe and comfortable and yeah. In the end, I love that. If you stick with doing something good for somebody every day and making fe- people feel safe in their decisions. You'll you'll be the most successful real estate agent that there is, you know. Right? And I might again, I, I might so. not be saying numbers at the end of the year, yeah. But that is successful, yeah. Right, absolutely. Because everybody will walk out of the end of the transaction feeling good as they should. Yep. This this thing we do, helping people buy and sell their homes, should not be super stressful. And I think it's important for for us, the people that are kind of the the, the different players in, in those transactions, yeah. you know, our job is to make it so it's not stressful, make it so it's calm, relaxed, easy. Yes. Are there going to be times when there's difficult decisions for buyers and sellers to make? Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Right. But if we can be calm and help them through that, then they'll, they'll see it as a success in the end. Yeah. You know? So Justin, where can people find you? I mean, they can find me, on social media, you mean? Yeah, like, uh, I mean, so what's yeah, that's, phone that's my big thing address? that I'm, that I'm working on. What's your home on. address? I don't know. Where oh do my want, God. No. Where, do, where do you want people to find? Enough yeah. people have my home address. <laughs> uh, no, I mean, so it's, yeah, it's phone numbers, you know, all out there. Yep. Email justinhaleyre at gmail.com. Okay. Uh, try to keep it simple. Yeah. Right. Uh, Instagram, just Justin Case Haley. Okay. That's, uh, the middle name gave a little a little joke from my parents there. You probably didn't see that. I like that. Yeah. No, I didn't. Just and, uh, in case. Just in case. Oh my god, that's funny. <laughs> um, I like it. I like it. All right, so they can find you on social, your Facebook, Instagram, all that good stuff. Yep, I'm all, I'm on all the platforms. Yeah, obviously getting more active thanks right. to you. And we're gonna uh, help you. We're yeah, we're gonna Th- put this it out is going to be a first step for you. Yeah. All right, so if you need help buying a home, selling a home, talking about a home, uh, baseball advice. Call, call Justin. Yeah. Um, obviously, great guy. He can help you with the process. And uh, I'm looking forward to see what we can do, buddy. Awesome. I Thanks for coming on, it. man. Thank appreciate you. Appreciate it.